Jim. Here's the list of everything I used to have under control. Work, relationship, family. Here's the problem I have now. The thoughts in my head. They remind me hourly, sometimes minute by minute, of loss and of actions that can't be undone however much you wish it. During the week I throw myself into work to try and erase these thoughts. Weekends are more of a challenge, but I've found ways to fill them too. I exercise, I work some more, and then I repeat. It's the nights that torment me, because then the thoughts revolve ceaselessly in my head and deny me sleep. When I was a student, I gained little knowledge of insomnia. I studied surrealist poetry, and I read that sleep deprivation could have a psychedelic, hallucinogenic effect on the mind. That it had the potential to unleash reserves of creativity that were profound and could enhance your life and your soul. My insomnia isn't like that. My insomnia makes a desperate, restless soul of me. There is no creativity, only hopelessness and frustration. Each night when I go to bed, I dread the inevitability of this, because when my head hits the pillow, however tired I am, however much I crave respite from my own mind, every single part of me seems to conspire to keep me awake. I become hyper-aware of all the potential stimuli around me, and each one feels like an affliction. My shifting movements make the smooth sheet beneath me buckle and form ridges and channels like baked earth that's been torn into by the claws of an animal. If I try to lie still, my hands link together on my chest, then the pounding of my heart shortens my breath. If I lie without covers, the air in the room makes my skin prickle and crawl, whatever the temperature. Bundled up, I feel only an intense and overheated claustrophobia which robs the air from my lungs and makes me sweat so that the bed feels like a stagnant pool that I'm condemned to bathe in. As I stew in my bed, I listen to the city outside. The shouting of strangers, cars, a moped, a siren, the rustle of treetops agitated by the wind, sometimes nothing at all. A sound void. There are nights when this quiet torments me and I rise, usually well beyond midnight, and I dress again, and then I walk the streets under the sodium-orange glow of the streetlights, where the only life is a shadowy turbulence at the periphery of my vision. A fox, perhaps, or a broken man in a doorway. But even walking can't clear my mind completely, because as I put one foot in front of the other, I dread even more the return to the flat, to the bed, to its emptiness, to my wakefulness. And worst of all, I dread the thoughts that will circle once again in my mind. They take me straight to those dark, vivid places that I've worked so hard to lock away during the day. They find those hidden places and they pick the locks, force the doors, pull away the planks of wood that have been nailed across the windows, and they let light into the dark corners inside. I think of it as harshly lit, like a crime scene. Centre stage, Benedict Finch, his pellucid blue eyes meeting mine, and in them an expression so innocent that it feels like an accusation. Late into the small hours I sometimes get the sleep I crave, but the problem is that it's not a refreshing blackness, a chance for my mind to shut down. Even my sleep allows me no respite, because it's populated by nightmares. But whether I've been awake or asleep, when I rise in the morning I'm often fetid and dehydrated, wrung out before the day has even begun. Tears might have dampened my pillow, and more often than not, sweat has soaked my sheets, 
and I face the morning with a sense of dread that my insomnia hasn't just blurred the boundaries between day and night, but has unbalanced me too. I think, before it happened to me, that I might have underestimated both the restorative power of sleep and the destructive power of a shattered psyche. I didn't realise that exhaustion could bleed you dry so completely. I didn't realise that your mind could fall sick without you even noticing, incrementally, darkly, irrevocably. I'm too embarrassed to tell anybody else about these things, and the fact that the effects of my insomnia stay with me as daybreaks, woven into the fabric of it. The exhaustion it breeds makes my coffee taste metallic, and the thought of food intolerable. It makes me crave a cigarette when I wake. It fuels my cycle ride to work with adrenaline so that I'm nervy, riding dangerously close to the curb, misjudging a junction so that the thud of a car forced into an emergency stop just behind me makes my legs pump painfully fast on the pedals. In the office, an early meeting.